Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, Transformers Rescue Bots Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we are going under the dome. Chrome Dome? Is this a, is Chrome Dome going to show up? Uh, are we trip? Are we trepanning? Are we cutting into somebody's head? Oh, no, I so. that doesn't ever remember the, the wildly popular uh, TV show <laughs> Under the Dome. I do, and I thought of it briefly at one point in this episode. I'm sure we'll get to that. Was that based upon a Stephen King story or something? Yes, it was. Um, yes. Based on a novel in which a bunch of people are under a dome. Oh. And then I think it turned out to be Aliens... Probably. It was probably aliens. Yeah. Tommy Knockers bullshit. If it's not psychics, it's aliens. Good old Tommy Knockers. It, it had Dean Norris from Breaking Bad in it. Oh, 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 man. It's good when he's in stuff. And uh, uh, well, uh, Let me guess, he was like a sheriff or something? No, I think he was like a criminal or something who like took over. <gasps> like He was a crooked used car dealer. Who took over the town? Ooh. Wait, wait, wait! Dean Norris in something where he's not some kind of cop? <laughs> no, that, that doesn't the, happen. He was not law enforcement. That the sheriff happens. was played by uh, Jeff Fahey, uh, the lawnmower man himself. Oh, speaking of Stephen King, I haven't seen him in anything. Yeah. Wow. But uh, this first aired November twenty ninth, twenty fourteen, uh, written by the writing pair of Stephen Granite. And Sydney Clark, I think I'm pronouncing this correctly. It's C Y D N E. Uh, wouldn't Sydney? Yeah, I guess it's probably Sydney. That's what I thought. Yes. Uh, Stu Granite previously wrote the uh, the animated episode "Survival of the Fittest." Hmm. Hey, that's, that's the one cool. where uh, they end up on an island with the Dinobots and um, Meltdown. Oh, yes. Oh yes, the one where is that, is that the one where Black Arachnia was using Grimlock by flirting with him? No, that was one in the later episodes. That was called Black Friday. Ah, but uh, they've 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 written a a bunch of stuff together. A bunch of episodes of Lego Friends, uh, <laughs> several episodes of several episodes of Superbook. What the the old <laughs> anime? What? I guess there was I a new they, one. The new rebooted Superbook. Oh, they, they rebooted the what? What? Which I entirely know about because of David Willis, because I did yes. not have that kind of upbringing. I think I saw a couple episodes of the original. I, why? I had the upbringing Super- where I was given like a college level coloring book about evolution and told not to take it to school. Yeah. Ooh, Evolution Coloring Book. Actually, that does sound nice. Uh, they uh, Anyway, he also wrote uh, several episodes of X-Men Evolution, uh, that Carmen Sandiego cartoon, mm-hmm. uh, an episode of the Incredible Hulk cartoon, although not the one that we covered on our Patreon in <laughs> August. <laughs> and then, amazing, he was also uh, an executive story editor for Small Wonder. Oh? What? Oh. What? Weird. Uh, our younger viewers may not know, but that was a TV show about a little girl who was also a robot, and it was really stupid. It was... So, like, a few years ago, 
I, I mention on occasion the like, I call them B stations. But once all the TV broadcasts went digital, you would have like a point two, point three, and that's where you get like your comet and your, your cozy and comets one that I love for showing, uh, omni dubbed Godzilla movies so you can <laughs> talk about the, oh, as I like to call it, terror of Mecha Godzilla. Uh, <laughs> get excited about Jet Jaguar. But, uh, so one of those, I forget which one it was, but one of those was showing Small Wonder at some point. And I watched, I loved it as a kid because I loved anything with a robot in it. Uh, but watching it again just a few years ago, I was like, this is not good. This is just not well <laughs> done I'm, the jokes are not funny like this is not a good show i think it's generally considered to be like one of the worst sitcoms in history <laughs> it it was it was bad it was not good at all but it did have a robot so like i said i mean i was 8 i did not have refined tastes no <laughs> having a robot in it was oh. sufficient i also liked turbo teen so yeah <laughs> Yeah. I did. I thought Kid Video was the best thing ever. I mean, it probably wasn't as disturbing as Turbo Teen. It was not. It was not as disturbing as Turbo Teen. Oh, but uh, this this is this episode is surprisingly continuity heaven. It is. Mm. Bringing and, out all the old gadgets mm. and all the various Deus Ex. What's what's plural for Deus? Because I guess Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> But it's the deus that would be plural. Dei? Deus, deuses? <laughs> I think dei sounds more like it. I think deus is, is funnier, though. It is. It is funnier. Yeah. So deus is ex machina. So, yeah, we, we open with a Huxley Prescott report who can report that Hurricane Opie is currently bearing down on Griffin Oh, Rock. no! That sounds like a name that maybe you don't use for something that people need to take seriously. Well, I mean, they named it that because as the uh, as the wind whistled, they could uh, they could hear in the distance. <laughs> I'd whistle that, but I can't whistle. Aww, I can, but nothing's sad. coming up I right now. I can't whistle super well, so I will I will also abstain from that. But Griffinrock has a... They are about to not have to worry about a hurricane ever again. Because Doc Green is building the, a dome to put <laughs> Griffinrock under the dome. So I feel like we have... Uh, we've we've buried the lead a little bit here. Because at the beginning there, uh, all of this is being reported on uh, by someone... I don't know that we've seen this season yet. Uh, our good friend Huxley Prescott... I, we've seen yes, sparingly. I, once or but twice. We haven't had like a full-on Huxley Prescott episode. Yeah, we haven't had it in a focused episode. He was, I think, one of the like, third or fourth episodes. Oh, right. He, he, was, uh, he was reporting on... Uh, right, because his broadcast was interrupted by... Or it was his broadcast that reached Quint Quarry. Oh, ah. yes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but uh, yes, this I, is being I, reported I, on by Huxley Prescott in a full, like... Long yellow raincoat and rain hat, and fortunately, I, I guess his news drone is weatherproofed. 
Yeah, so, this, this does not appear to be an episode of I Dare Me, however. <laughs> Sadly, no. <laughs> I love I Dare Me. <laughs> it's, it's basically Huxley Prescott on Jackass. <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, he is uh, actually just reporting and getting blown into a ship. And then fortunately, we, we are shown... Much in in the way of uh, a plane going down on G.I. Joe and you seeing the pilots parachuting out, uh, we do get confirmation that he landed safely. But he's great, and I love him. Yeah, so the rescue bots are advising everybody to get indoors. Cade has to rescue Mr. Pettypaws. (laughs) Mr. Pettypaws is soggy for two episodes in a row. Poor kitty. He's he's an unhappy cat. Mm, poor thing. So, uh, so Doc Green and Frankie are about to uh, switch on this dome, but they need a component. And unfortunately, that component was on a rogue tree debarker <laughs> that was sent to the Island of Misfit Tech, as you recall from the episode, The Island of Misfit Tech. <laughs> yes. Yay! Call back. I don't believe we saw the tree debarker before this, though. Um, no, no, I don't think we know. saw what happened to the tree debarker. No. And, and you know, Doc Green is very excited about this because uh, saving your friends with science is one of the best things about science. That and microwaving popcorn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Priorities. These are two very important things. Uh-huh. And so, you know, they're, they're, so Boulder, Graham, and Cody have gone to the island of Misfit Tech to track this thing down because they did, as you will recall, most things on the island have little tags on them. And if, uh, if they need them on the island, they can summon them with those tags. But as they find many, the tags have been popped off many things. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Well, he sent some, well, he's sending them in person because yes. they tried to send they they tried to get it back and and could not through the normal methods, so they had to actually send some people to figure out what was going on. And so Including, they, uh, you know, like Graham. Yes. So they, you know, they're they're, they're poking around the island looking for this thing, and they hey, say, hey, look, it's it's a vigil, the supercomputer with the voice of Lost in Space's Billy Mumy that tried to take over the town that one time. <laughs> hey, remember that. I'm sure that won't come up again anytime soon. Uh-huh. So indeed, they, they find their thing. They find a bunch of these retrieval tags that have fallen off. And as they pass by Vigil, uh, a, a mysterious red bolt of energy jumps from Vigil into this component. <gasps> and, and, if dun, you dun, look, dun. and if you listen closely, you can hear, Time <laughs> is on my side. <laughs> yes, it is. I think that's one of many references I've made to the movie Fallen, but uh, it's sort of appropriate with this one. Yes, oh, that's what the hell. That's, that's one of those movies like I, I've seen the ending multiple times, but not the whole movie, so I never remember the title of the movie. I just remember that song and, and, and body hopping devil is a neat concept. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not very indicative of what the movie's about, but uh, it, it does tell. That is 100% what Vigil is doing in this. Uh, you recall, yes. of course, uh, Billy Moomy. Uh, he's the kid from Lost in Space. And, and also uh, the kid singer of uh, Roly Poly Fish Fish Heads. Heads. Yes. That's right. Oh. 
fascinating. However, he has not met Lacey Chabert because he's one of two living Lost in Space cast members at the time who are not in that 98 Lost in Space movie that she's in. <laughs> oh. oh, is he too good to be in it? I mean, basically. Because kind they're in, like, That's in the role, there are clearly roles that he and uh, Dr. Smith are supposed to be playing. Uh-huh. And oh, they did not take them. I mean, I don't know this what it was a Billy movie. I mean, that movie's not good. It, no, not really. It's it's not horrible, but this it's not is great. the uh, the same Doctor Smith who was in Visionaries. That's correct. That's correct, dear child. <laughs> <laughs> who is in Darkwing Duck? It, er, he's on Freakazoid. Yes, he's he on Freakazoid. Well, because on Freakazoid, he's constantly being asked if he was on a show with a robot. <laughs> and from what I recall of Visionaries, he's basically just playing Dr. Smith on Visionaries. Yes. I mean, because, there, because there's no technology, he doesn't have a robot to yell at. But No. I mean, he's like, gosh... I don't want to say he's like Starscream, but he's like if Starscream was just the sniveling. Yeah. <laughs> he's like in animated when there's all the different Starscreams and there's the one who's just the sniveling. That's him. Well, he he's um Toadie from Gummy Bears. Yes, that's right. We compared him to Toadie from Gummy Bears. Back when we watched Visionaries for... Yes. Was that a Patreon or was that a Between Seasons? I think it was Between, but it's been a I, while. That sounds right, but I can't recall. I, I did end up uh, going back and watching the entire series on YouTube <laughs> because at the same time that I was uploading in Humanoids, someone else was kind enough to upload Visionaries. So that's all up there and it's absolutely worth watching. So they, they get this thing back, they uh, they, they plug it in, uh, they didn't quite got it yet because lightning hits the one of the, the dome control station's uh, dishes, and then it falls into the roof, causing a curiously bat-shaped hole. <gasps> I'll become a bat. Uh, that is kind of what I expected from Cody. <laughs> but, but no. Yes, Father, I shall become a bat. But no, they, they, they put this thing in and a bunch of these curved towers raise out of the sea, which are enormous. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. these are like mega structures. Like, it's yes. enormous. Like, this would have been a massive construction project, so. And was apparently done entirely this, underwater. Yeah. I guess this is where, like, jobs on Griffin Rock. Like, this is what people do for a living, is build this stuff. This ridiculous stuff for Dot Green. This is what, it turns out that they needed enormous amounts of poison for its construction, which is why there's always a truck full of poison going through uh, town. <laughs> wow, well, well, now we yeah. know. Ah, <laughs> oh, geez, what's going on? The uh, the 315 poison truck isn't here yet. 
Also, speaking of under the dome, uh, when, you know, we see these, these big, uh, curved towers coming up out of the ocean, uh, and there's a boat in one of those shots. And I was like, so is that boat gonna get split in half? (laughs) (laughs) Boat just gonna get cut in half by the dome turning on? But we do not see that happen. So presumably the boat is safe. I think it is up to water, so we don't see what happened in the opening of the show under the dome. Cow gets cut in half. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I thought of. Was the that cow is the only thing half. anybody remembers from Under the Dome. Yeah. No one watched that show. Yeah. I saw so, a commercial you know, the, for it once, and that was it. And, and luckily, there's also an atmosphere generator, so they don't all suffocate under the dome. Mm. Which is very generous of them. Keeps the temperature at a balmy 70 degrees, which doesn't really yes. seem that balmy to me. I'm more of a, yeah. like, 74 degrees person. Oh, no, no, 65, please. Well, I guess this is New England, so they're used to it. 70 is too warm. 70 is where I put on long sleeves. No, oh, no, 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 it's got to be down to 50 <laughs> for that. Jeez. You warm weather people confusing me. I am. So, yeah, the, uh, the, the town is saved. Uh, Cody and Frankie are playing a little basketball, although Frankie has a remote control rocket. That is cheating. She's not good at steering. No. And, uh, smacks into, uh, the, uh, the dock's, uh, moon globe, giving us a, a pretty sick silent movie reference. Also, as they are establishing that everyone is nice and safe in the atmosphere under the dome, uh, Chase points out that they are cozy as an insect-infested carpet. Yes. They're like, it's it's, it's a cozy as a bug in a rug, Chase. Not as an insect-infested carpet. <laughs> I just, I love Chase. They're oh, so good. Idioms. They're such good boys. But yeah, I, and, uh, I really appreciated the uh, the moon globe. I don't know why he's got a moon globe that has like a big face on it, but a plus for that, sh- for uh, running your rocket into it. That that dude just loves French silent movies. <laughs> Maybe he might. He seems like he might actually. Maybe he just really likes Jules Verne. Well, uh, fingers crossed. Well, not fingers crossed, but. Uh, <laughs> We will eventually see Jules Verne on this show. We'll get there. We'll get oh. there. Which, surprisingly, is second appearance in Transformers Fiction. I read a lot of Jules Verne when I was, like, in third grade, actually. Oh, sure. Second appearance? What? <laughs> was he in uh, that Hearts of Steel? Yes, he is. Oh, okay. What, what, what Cassetticon was he fighting? Uh, sadly, he does not... Unlike Mark Twain, he does not punch Ravage. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, does he punch Laserbeak? Sad, I, he's not in most of the issue. Uh, Alas. Uh, R.I.P. Well, I mean, he doesn't get killed. He's, he's just, I think... I know. But just he is dead, R.I.P. Though. to his opportunity to punch, like, Laserbeak. <laughs> Unless he's secretly yeah. immortal and I didn't know... Well, that, that that is the plot of a Mighty Max episode. Oh man! Speaking of cartoons that need to be tracked down, I'm sure somebody does. See, it, so it doesn't Mayor- even have a good reason like Kid Video. It just nobody bothered. 
<laughs> it's just going to show up on Peacock out of nowhere like the second season of Exo Squad did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway. Mayor Lusky, you know, he uh, he gives a press conference and uh, lets everybody know that uh, they're in fact being protected by the Mayor Lusky Dome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's branded to him. Seems odd. It sounds like where where the uh, the football team is going to play. That's right. Sounds like a sports complex name, but no, that is just the Lusky Dome. No. So, you know, the storm passes and it's time to turn the dome off, but alas, they cannot because Vigil has taken over. And he, remember, his whole thing is that he must keep the populace of Grim Rock 100% safe. And the one way to do that is to is to keep them beneath, under the dome forever. Also, at this point, uh, Mayor Lusky disavows any uh, <laughs> yes, as, as he, he says, any uh, connection the, to the dome. That this cockamamie dome was all uh, Doc Green's idea. Yes, as the people are turning on him. Uh, we, we don't use the word cockamamie enough. No, we don't, and we should. We should use that more. It's pretty great. It's got a lot of syllables. It's hard to spell. Yeah. That's what spell check is for. Is it Yiddish? I I just assume it's just genuine American gibberish. Possibly. Good old fashioned American gibberish. That's right. So and but you know, people are still you know, people are still moving around under the dome, they can still be in danger. So it starts using the atmosphere generator to uh Rearrange the molecules of the oxygen to make a sleeping gas question mark. You know. Yes. Which is a clear violation of air quality guidelines, as Chase informs him. And uh, this already begins taking effect. It puts puts the chief under. It puts Doc Green under. And it puts... uh, uh, it Danny, puts Danny under. Does she have any bias in this episode? Uh, she seems sort of the odd woman out here. I think when she's closing up blades, maybe. Yeah, because but she yeah, she, maybe she does. So what they have to do is they have to get into the rescue bots, and so uh, Kay or so Kay gets into heat wave. Graham gets into Boulder. Uh, Cody gets into Chase, and uh, Frankie gets into. Uh, Blades, much to Blades' dismay, because it turns out she's not really good at driving helicopters either. Well, it's not that she's not good at it, he just doesn't want her to. I would like to point out that when they went in ten years into the future, she was a helicopter pilot. Oh, yeah. Well, this is true. Maybe she's never been allowed before this. (laughs) Oh, Okay, apparently the origin of cockamamie is from a French word that just means decal. Like like a sticker? Apparently. Weird. <laughs> oh, okay then. De- decalocomania. Oh. Oh. How that became cockamamie, I'm not sure. Reasons. But yes, decals are cockamamie. So, of course, Vigil decides that everybody will be safer if they are asleep forever, which... Raises some questions, as eventually everybody will starve to death and die. 
Yeah, that seems like a, I mean, maybe he is intentionally just doing it as a short-term solution until he makes everything safe and then they can be allowed to wake up and eat food. Or maybe he doesn't understand how people work. Also possible. (laughs) Maybe he doesn't understand how humans function. I mean, I guess he understands breathing, so he's not completely unaware of human needs. Yes. Also, Blades is holding his breath uh, because he is afraid that he is going to go to sleep and Chase (laughs) is like, "It, it is not affecting us. So perhaps it does not affect Cybertronians. And Blades is very relieved by this, but I just appreciate him just holding his breath. <laughs> so Graham and Boulder are going to try and figure this thing out. The others are going to track down Vigil, who is currently in this drone that was patching up the ceiling. So the, the yes, populace... It can, it can only be in one body at once, which is, hey, we got to limit it somehow, or it will rule the entire island. Yes. Yep, it sure will. So yeah, the, uh, the, the populace is asleep. Uh, although, oddly, the mayor seems to walk around, but it turns out he's indeed just sleepwalking and sleep eating. It's got ice cream. Is this fat shaming? I'm confused by this gag. It I, feels a little fat shaming, yeah. I, I mean, this, this is set just... in Maine, so I guess it's Stephen King E. You're I already f- doing the dome, you might as well do his issues with fat people. I feel this is mostly just mayor shaming. Is well, the, yes, the the mayor is an odd man, and the, there was the toupee joke earlier. I mean, they're, they're constantly, yes, they're constantly mocking his his inferior toupee, his uh, his uh, arrogance, his cowardice, his much younger wife. <laughs> yeah, it, it it just seems like th- this one's a bit too far and less cartoonish. Mm. Although I sleep eating, it, well, sleep eating probably is a thing. Oh, it is, it a is thing. double fisting hmm. uh, ice cream, ice cream cones. cones. Yeah. So that that is back to being fairly cartoony. <laughs> yes. Huh. So yeah, we uh, so they 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 track down him in this roof repair robot, but he jumps into the Robo Baby. <laughs> the return of the Robo Baby, <laughs> but now he's evil. I love that we get the Robo Baby back, and then it's evil. <laughs> so evil! The Robo so baby. face turns red. Also, uh, Frankie has decided that uh, they are. She she is calling uh, the Cody Chase combination Blue Ninja, and she and Blades are Skyhawk. Yes. <laughs> They have to have code names for over-the-radio communication, because that's what you do. Hmm. Robo-baby. So, so they, they have, uh, you know, Boulder has, you know, the, the, the computer equipment back at the lab is trashed, so he tries checking Doc's laptop, but unfortunately, uh, his fingers are too fat for this, uh, for this keypad to, uh, for a special keypad wand. Please mash the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, it, it just, being able to use human-sized keyboard seems like a thing that should have come up before. I guess they've I never had they've to use one. To. Yeah. Mm. I don't think they've needed to. This is just his large robot fingers breaking the keyboard. They need, like, 
a nice proper mechanical keyboard. Get some Cherry MX switches on there. Get them or nice maybe and just clicky. Just, like, found a stick. Maybe, mm. maybe. I mean, it is Boulder. He's an engineer. This is true. He should be able to just figure these things out. Well, sometimes uh, that sometimes engineers don't find the most obvious solutions. I guess that's fair. Well, no, he would build a machine to push the buttons for him. <laughs> But it would also be a coffee maker for some reason. Mm. Coffee. Coffee's important. Mm. I bet Graham drinks coffee. Oh, yeah. Of and course, he's an engineer. Of course he does. Oh, definitely. And of course, we also yeah. find out at this point that uh, Doc Green's password is Doc. <laughs> yes. That's not even eight characters. Well, it depends how you spell it. <laughs> It's it's D O and then uh six C's. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it would need to be. But yes, I appreciate that Doc's secret password is a doc. Hmm. I mean he was probably the first person in town to have a computer, so he's like grandfathered in because that's been his that's, password since like nineteen sixty four. That's fair. We have a guy kind of like that at work who designed one of the the applications that we support and, but he also like is pretty useless with email or any, (laughs) anything else. It's like, you know, he he just keeps looking at the computer and he's like, I I don't know where to put my punch card in this thing. What kind of computer is this? (laughs) It's kind of like that. He's kind of like that. Ah, my computer's on the fritz. I got to go out and got to get some tubes. (laughs) <laughs> so the uh so vigil does the uh does the fallen thing he goes from uh robo baby to uh to a trash to a, a garbage truck that has like a robot head and a hat yeah it's yes. been in previous episodes well maybe it was only in season one i can't remember it had the hat i don't remember i remember the head presumably it had a hat on it so they find out that in addition to the the dome lab where they are now, there's also Doc's lab where he has a second set of dome controls. And that if Vigil reaches there, then he will control the dome forever. So they have to beat him <gasps> dun, there. Dun, dun. And he Vigil puts himself into some kind of brick hucking machine. I was it I. I it was it's, like a chipper or something turned in reverse. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, you know, those... Uh, construction equipment. You see them with the... That this is a construction site because they establish that the construction workers are all asleep. Yes. Also, previously, we, we established that Mr. Harrison, the guy with the, the businessman with the helicopter jetpack, <laughs> is stuck in a tree and just sort of slowly rotating. Yes. <laughs> as he sleeps. I mean, it's kind of like when you, you know when you go to the batting cages and there's like a pitching machine. It's like that, but somebody loaded it up with bricks. I'm not exactly yes. sure what function that serves apart from murdering people. I feel like this is a real construction thing because I feel like I've seen these in some other context, not like in real life, but but yeah, it seems very dangerous. So it so it, it damages Blades' uh, rotor, so he has to land and run very awkwardly. Well, yes, again, like so many other episodes, we have to ground Blades for a while to make the episode more dramatic. Yes. 
Which does result in... Blades is the one who gets injured the most throughout this series. Yes. Like, oh, guy. his tail rotors or his main rotor or He's breaking a, a leg boy, or something. though. But yeah. he is overpowered. <laughs> He's too OP. Nerf he is the too OP. He's a good boy, though. And meanwhile, Vigil transfers himself into a dirt bike, which just makes me think of uh, that show Heat Vision and Jack. Oh. I have not seen that show. I don't that, know what well, that it, is. It, it is a, a rejected pilot with an incredible creative team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is about a... Uh, is about a former astronaut played by Jack Black who gets uh, super intelligence, <laughs> and then Jack's unemployed roommate Doug, played by Owen Wilson, who is shot by an experimental ray that caused him to merge with a motorcycle. What the hell? <laughs> and this was somehow not picked up to be a series. Wow! And this was somehow not a show from the eighties. Well, I mean, it's it's clearly you know it's a comedy, yeah. right? So it definitely, like, has, like, parody of shows from the 80s vibes. Yes. Well, and it was directed by Ben Stiller, uh, written by Rob Schrab, the uh, creator of Scud the Disposable Assassin. (gasps) Oh! Neat! And... I know who that is. by Dan Harmon of Community and Rick and Morty. Hmm. Oh wow! So this would have been amazing. How did this not get pick up, picked up? Who who because did not pick this up? It was the Fox Network. Because the title and how you describe it, it sounds too uh, dumb. Stupid uh, Fox. The cast also featured Ron Silver, Christine Taylor, and Vincent Chiavelli. Also, th- th- this sounds like oh, such a Adult Swim show. I mean, the problem is it's from 1999, kind of before Adult Swim was like a big thing. Well, or before it was a thing at all. Also, like, it would have been, even if they'd done a, dec- a decade later, it sounds way too expensive for Adult Swim. Well, the thing is, Jack Black and Old Wilson weren't that expensive at the time. Uh, well, yeah, I guess. That's but then all together, it, 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 talking I mean, I, bike, a talking bike might be out of Adult Swim budget. I mean, it it, it just it, it doesn't actually talk. It's just like the like the headlight yeah, flashes or something, over. and then it's like, "Hey, wow, it's me, Owen Wilson. I'm a motorcycle." Yeah, but we can only afford to flash the lights three times an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid fox! This sounds amazing, and now I'm this thing that I didn't know existed five minutes ago. Well, I am now could, angry. The pilot is out there, right? You could probably. I think you'd find it on like YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Everything's on YouTube. Uh, it is indeed on YouTube. Oh man! Maybe once I'm done catching up with the like five other things with new episodes coming out right now. I mean, uh, again, it, it is one episode. So I I am still behind on She Hulk. Oh, because I kind of forget what day it comes out. Still haven't watched the new Jurassic Park movie. The first Jurassic Park movie I didn't see in a theater. It's Thursday. I think of it as Mussy TV. No. Yes, but no. That was a thing. It was back when back when television was on like at one time, and you had to see it or you didn't see it. Yeah. Or you had to program a VCR. (laughs) Find someone to program a VCR. Find someone with a VCR to program. Anyway, so uh, (laughs) 
Yeah, he's in this dirt bike. Uh, Boulder and Heatwave find him in the uh, in the scrapyard, but then he goes into the Scrapmaster, which you will also recall from the Island of Misfit Tech, which is like a terrifying. Uh, Angry robot, robot destruction monster. It, it's yes. the mangler on wheels. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's part mangler, part truckosaurus. Yes, absolutely, that is extremely accurate. And he just buries them in an avalanche of wrecked cars. Wait, is this entire episode maximum overdrive too? How many Stephen King cliches are in this? <laughs> All of them. Truly, Every we are wondering one. who made who. Who made you? <laughs> Although, because this is a children's show, at no point does a Coke machine call anybody an asshole. Sadly. Ah, oh, that is a horrible movie. <laughs> but entertainingly horrible, at least. It turns out it is not a great idea to never have directed a movie before, and then to direct one while, while your blood is about 50% cocaine. Yeah. But that's yeah. the best time. I mean, that's when you believe it's the best time. Oh, he definitely believed it was the, the best cocaine. time. Great at directing of that era. I mean, he wasn't the only director on cocaine. Well, no, but a lot of those guys had directed before while not on cocaine. Yes. And so they kind of... <laughs> yes, that, that probably did. They kind of had the gist of it down. It was like, you know, I'm on a ton of coke, but I know what I'm doing. Hmm. Yes. Anyway... Uh. So, uh, still, so how the hell did they let him direct? What? Why? Uh, why did that happen? Because he's Stephen King. He's a he's a huge deal. He's a writer. Who would think that a oh, it's just so weird. I mean, listen, if like at the People height of her power, on cocaine. Like we, like oh, if at, yeah. like if at the height of her powers, like J.K. Rowling was like, I'm going to direct a movie. People would have said absolutely. Someone would absolutely say, go for it. Uh or I don't know, like James Patterson wanted to direct a movie, they would probably let James Patterson direct a movie. Was James Patterson an actual person, or was that one of those writers who was a mill for books? Well, I mean, he is largely a mill now, but he started out as a person, and he's still... Is he, is he dead? Oh, or am I thinking of a different, like, literal... Oh, uh, no, you're thinking of, uh, what's, you're thinking of Tom Clancy, probably. Yes, yes, Clancy. Who is dead. Yes. And uh, again, they would have let Tom, they, would, they absolutely would have let Tom Clancy direct a movie. Mm, yes. The thing is, the people who make these decisions are also on lots of cocaine. Yes. Uh, so much cocaine. Anyway, so so Chase and Blake they get to the lab, and uh, Frankie has Dither, who you recall is uh, Doc Green's weird. Uh, Floating head robot who wears a wig and is obsessed with and is obsessed with toast. Yes. Oh, I love Dither. I was very glad to see Dither. Oh, that 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 might explain a complaint I have at the end of the episode. Okay. So he he seals up the lab, but unfortunately he gets too close to Vigil, and he ends up getting possessed. No. And then he shoots Dither. And then he shoots them with that foam cannon. Yes. Which, uh, Blades complains that they're all over the island, these foam cannons. Yes. It's like, well, it's convenient. So, yeah. So, so Cody has to do, uh, he, he jumps out of chase, he pulls this rocket out of the moon globe, and just be, and unfortunately then he falls asleep, and so it's up to Frankie to get out, get the remote, 
and make a last-minute shot because Vigil, they find out that Vigil cannot, like, he can't jump over large distances. He has to be very close. Yeah, well, did, 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 I, I, he doesn't as, have a strong signal. No. Again, to your devil movie, yes, it's line of sight. Close yes. line he's, of sight. He's over Bluetooth, and it's not like new Bluetooth. It's like Bluetooth 2.0 or something. Yes. And so, just before he's able to jump into this computer, the rocket goes right between them, intercepting Vigil, and then she sends it out of the lab and into, as you are called, the EMP zone. Another callback. Yes. Which I'm, I'm... Okay, I am and I am not surprised how close it is to... Doc Green's place. Yeah, that, you you want that at a fairly short distance, so you can probably that like throw stuff. That needs to be stuff. in the backyard. Yeah, yes. I guess it is downhill. Just roll the killer robot downhill <laughs> into the EMP zone. That's taken <laughs> care of. Yes. So, and that is, and I believe that is the last we see of Vigil. As uh, presumably oh. he perishes. <clears throat> yeah, it's oh, like wow. what does the EMP do? Like. To Transformers, it, it messes with them, but they're fully sentient, not an AI program. It, it might entirely scramble Vigil. I mean, if presumably if this was like maybe even like robots in disguise, like I showed explained a slightly older demographic, they probably have like some guy go in and like step on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In what we call yeah. the reverse Terminator. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, that and then is, everybody starts waking up. Yes, except for uh, Doc Green, who wants five more minutes. <laughs> yes, and then he says... Relatable. He smells toast. <laughs> no, which, he's just muttering about toast, which, I yes. mean, I guess, okay, now that you mention it, could mean that he has yeah. he's having a stroke. Yes, yes, my first thought is, oh, he's having a heart attack. <laughs> but then, then you reminded me... It's a stroke. It's a stroke uh, that I makes you yes. smell toast. Okay, yes. whatever. It, it, something I think it's a, it's a heart attack that makes your arm tingle. Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. it makes I your arm hurt. Yes. Well, I guess stroke is the toast. I don't, well, it's, it's something that will never happen to me because I can't smell. Oh. Well, <laughs> I do okay. Oh, God. The other day I smelled a... I smelled myself fart, and it was very disturbing. <laughs> That's never great. No, because I don't normally have a sense of smell, and suddenly one nostril got this odor, and it confused me for like two minutes. Like, it was, <laughs> it was so horrible. I don't know how you people deal having five senses. Four is enough. It works. Uh. It's great when my gut flora gets all out of whack. Well, that, that might also be part of the reason I cannot smell my gut flora may be fucking with me. Yeah, so so I, I enjoyed this one a lot. Hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was good. Like It made me think of way too many Stephen King things, but that was amusing because we're in Maine. Robo baby. Yes. Robo, Robo baby. That's something I did not expect to see again really well other than in the background. I, but. I am all in favor of the return of Robo baby. Robo baby. How did uh, I miss the moon? Somehow I entirely missed the the Earth to the Moon gag. Oh. I I was writing notes, I guess. Yeah. Alright, so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. 
Oh, yes. Uh, this week on Ghostly Sentai, Die Ranger, Death of the Heroic Master. I wonder what happens in this episode. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I could be feeling pretty bad if I was that heroic master. I mean, occasionally they fake us out in anime and stuff, but uh, not this episode. No. Spoilers, Kaku dies. (gasps) Just like like in that classic uh, Headmasters episode, Ultra Magnus dies. Yes. Well, (gasps) at least Ultra Magnus can be rebuilt. But he wasn't, was he? He wasn't. No. no, no, you're thinking of Blaster, who was rebuilt. You're thinking but... of Billy. Oh, oh right. yes, the Billy, of course. Ultra Magnus, nope, still dead. Yeah, I, I, well, I haven't watched those episodes yet, although I have the DVD somewhere. Anyway, uh, the Rangers are unmorphed still. They're fighting against the, the stupid Cenobite, stupid member of the Cenobite trio. Uh, well, they're doing it on a rooftop. Uh, Master Kaku is preparing to fight Shaddam the Smart guy of the Cenobite trio and the, the 15th Gorma Emperor is I'm st- still confused he's alive but they, they haul him out and, and they're going to have a ceremony outdoors where they have the duel all set up and, and Master Kaku it's a pretty good fight uh, uh, between uh, Kaku and Shaddam well Shaddam like gets sort of like uh Monster armor. He upgrades from regular leather daddy gear to. He's got monster bits all over him, but you can still see most of his face that isn't covered by a half helmet and an eye patch. Ooh, an eye patch. Mm. It, it is fun, and at one point, Master Kaku throws a Chi and Yo power Kamehameha, <laughs> which knocks Shaddam into a convenient hill, and he rolls down it. Well, I'm presuming a stuntman rolls down right. it, but. So, so Kaku's winning this fight because he's being powered up by these two antenna he placed in town that are absorbing the the chi the power of people and the yo power of Gorma, or however that works. Until, um, oh, oh, because the rangers are, are stopping the stupid Cenobite guy from destroying one of the antenna, and then they make a chi shield, but eventually th- their power cannot stand up to his evil Kamehameha thing. And it breaks the shield, breaks the antenna, and then Kaku's down to power. It's like, oh no, I cannot do my full power anymore. I'm starting to lose this fight. Which sucks, especially after he won the beginning of it, took away Shaddam's sword, so he was holding two swords to Shaddam's neck and could have decapitated him, but instead threw the swords away. It's like, let's have hand-to-hand combat. And Shaddam's like, no, I'm going to throw a fireball at you. (laughs) And, and then eventually, um, the, the lady of the Cenobites breaks the other antenna. So Kaku has no power summoning into him. So his cheat to absorb extra power so he could beat Shaddam falls apart. Cause the, the, the hero like character was cheating and, and gets called out on the cheating and loses. It, it's such a weird little concept. It's like, what? That's a bad guy thing. Why are you doing that? Anyway, while, while, while that fight's going on, the, the Rangers are fighting the the idiot guy. The idiot guy grows big. And they bring out the Zords. They have a nice normal fight. As you do. Oh, because, right, I even forgot, because the the ghosts of the people they've helped or fought against, like the, like the Jin and, and Kujaku and the Three Stooges and the turtle guy, who is a turtle, not actually a ghost, but is there as a ghost... 
Like, they re-inspire the Rangers. You can do it. You can beat this guy. And somehow, they get their chi powers back and summon their morphers, which are way over in the upside-down floating Gorma Pyramid. Like, all the way across Japan or under the ocean or wherever the fuck the Gorma hideout is supposed to be. That's never made clear. Just, you know, evil land. Somewhere. It's in a quarry somewhere. Yeah, well, it, it, it is filmed <laughs> in a quarry. Probably. So they get, their morphers fly back to them. They morph up. Then they beat the, the idiot guy. He grows big. Then they summon their zords. And then they all combine their zords and, and lift the, lift up the turtle and just flatten him. <clears throat> At which point he doesn't die there. He shrinks down to normal again. But then he's, he's running away like his foot turns to dust and rock and just breaks off. Oh. And then his hand turns to clay and just snaps off. His entire body is turning to dust. This sounds horrifying. It is kind of horrifying for a kid's show. Showing the little kids like this guy just crumbles to pieces while talking and in pain. (laughs) And and the the Cenobite lady is like, sees this, is like, oh shit, and she runs away off screen. She doesn't want to turn to clay and crumble away. Dude just crumbled in front of you yeah, after it's being cool. flattened by a giant robot turtle. <laughs> like, that's messed up. So the, the, the rangers are free, and then they rush to the Gorma place. Well, no, they ride there on their motorcycles, which they have at the end of the episodes, but haven't been used in episodes in, like, 20 episodes, it feels like. Well, that's nice of them they, to remember them. So th- they're driving underground under a tunnel that Master Kaku used to use to go visit the Gorma. However that works. Anyway, they arrive too late. Master Kaku's not quite dead, but he's definitely dying. He said some little inspiring words like, well, um, I fucked up. Uh, that didn't work. You're our only hope. I'm good. <laughs> R.I.P. No more mentor, no more mentor figure for them. There's only two episodes left. It's all sad. Like the music cuts out as, as, as the shot pulls back and some of the rangers get up and are walking away from their dead mentor, kicking the sand and cursing. And then cut to the fun, upbeat ending theme song of them riding bikes. <laughs> <laughs> like for a second I thought, oh, maybe they're, they're not going to have the music in the end. That would be fitting. But it's because they cut the music completely out mm-hmm. when they're at, at the death scene and, and then it goes to the upbeat theme song, which is a slap in the face da, 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 of tonal da, da, change. Da, da, da. It's like, uh, that, that was interesting. Now it's time for fun. Yes, now it, now it is time for fun. And then the last two episodes to come Ooh. before I switch to the next series, which... Um, Maybe I will do Five Man since that DVD set did just arrive. I'll do something else. I don't know. I, I forget what I thought about doing last time. Because it's been many, many months. All right, and that, all right. And that does it for us for this week. We'll be back next week with more Rescue Bots. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can listen in on our monthly special episodes. For September, 
because it is now uh, available on Disney Plus uh, as of when you hear this. Uh, we are going to be watching Thor Love and Thunder, uh, which two of us have seen as of this recording, and David still has not, so he will be coming into it nope. very fresh and, like, Yay. I don't know, fresh. <laughs> and I haven't even read the comics. It's sort of kind of based on, other than the fact that I know of Ga- Gore the God Butcher. I have done both. I, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm kind of annoyed he has a nose. I like the comic design. I That is a little annoying. Uh, I do kind of like how I, I feel like going into the movie, everyone was like, he seems super boring. And then he's not. He's not boring. He's pretty great. So, no spoilers for David just yet, but he's pretty great. Yes. Uh, everyone is... It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh-huh. Uh, so I am definitely looking forward to watching it again and then talking about it, assuming I'm going to be having time for literally a single thing this month because my schedule keeps getting things piled on top of it. I really wanted Oof. to go camping. I'm I'm going to put oh. my foot down and demand that I, uh, I have time for my camping trip. So... Uh, and one of my cats is sneezing. Benjamin, what's Aww. up with you, buddy? Um, but but yeah. So uh, previous months, uh, last month, uh, sometimes we will watch things adjacent to the new and exciting thing. Uh, so last month we watched a a very sexually confusing episode <laughs> of the uh, mid nineties Incredible Hulk cartoon. Written by our good friend, Bob Forward. Uh, I'm going to say our good friend because I met him at a convention a few times. Uh, but. Well, he's a friend of the podcast, you know. Yeah, just guy who has worked on a bunch of stuff that we've talked about. Man, we should watch some biker mice from Mars one of these days. Ooh, speaking of yeah. things that Bob Forward was involved with. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> uh, of all the. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle knockoffs intentionally or not, that's that's like my least favorite. <sighs> Ooh, even less than the, uh, the Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Uh-huh. <laughs> Worse than that. Admittedly, there are many other cowboy cartoons I would rather watch, like um, Brave Star or uh, Saber Rider of the Star Sheriffs, Ooh. but Cowboys of Moo Mesa is better than Biker Mars to me. All right. So we will ju- not be watching that just yet. We will be watching Thor: Love and Thunder. Yes. yes. So, so join us next week for more for more rescue bots. Uh, we'll be watching Bugs in the System, a, an episode whose uh, plot revolves around two words: man smell. <laughs> yeah, they need that odor blocker shield. <laughs> what man? What? Find out next week, listeners, and David. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I I hope we do not smell like man flesh. I'm David. Man smell. Yeah. I have never bought a perfume or aftershave. Guess why? Because <laughs> I, 
I can't smell the fucking thing. What would it do? Well, but how am I going to know how it smells? And unless somebody tells me I stink, I'm not going to put shit on. And, well, people never tell me I stink. I mean, I've I've used, like, deodorant that probably has a smell, but never an aftershave of any kind. Maybe somebody got me aftershave once. I think maybe I used it once or twice, but it's like, why? <laughs> why am I splashing this shit on my face? It, it means nothing to me. It's water. Only oilier. <laughs> 